0: just like go in without being an expert and then become an expert on something and and just like rotating projects is something that I think I really enjoy and really want right now early in my career
1: hey y'all welcome to the careers they didn't tell you about podcast brought to you by second day My name is Maria Athene and every other week, I'm sitting down with people who are building careers, working on our community's biggest challenges. And we're using this space to not only prove that it is possible to build a career that allows you to do good for the world and do well for yourself, but to also demystify how to make that happen for social impact job seekers out there. I'm really, really excited about this episode because we are actually featuring two amazing women who were one of our first ever impact fellows for the second day program many moons ago. They are class of 2020, our pilot year of second day. We had started out on campus, which is a really crazy concept now. We were only on four campuses, Rice, Georgetown, Harvard, and UT Austin. You know, we were really getting our footing that year. Phil and I did not know what we were doing We were really taking a chance with this whole program, just putting it together as we went. And our pilot cohort of students were incredible troopers. They really went on this journey with us, taught us so much about how to help people build careers and social impact, the kind of questions that students have, the best ways that we can support them, particularly in the face of uh, a lack of information from the internet, from career centers, from, you know, all sorts of different spaces that you would hope to get answers from. So we're just incredibly excited to see these two amazing former fellows go on and build exciting careers within just under two years of graduation. So It's it's an exciting milestone, not only for the podcast to be able to feature people from the Second Day community, but to also be able to really look back and reflect on the work that Second Day has done the last couple of years and, and see where it's come to, at least for Lupe and Ashley. So I'll go ahead and do my best to introduce these two amazing women in a few sentences, and then we'll jump into the conversation. Lupe Avila is a master's of science and management candidate at Georgetown University, Uh, She has a passion for shaping important issues today, especially in the arena of building an economy that is equitable for all. Prior to pursuing a master's degree, Lupe worked at Belkree Consulting, a boutique management consulting firm that serves governments, nonprofits, foundations, and social purpose private enterprises. Lupe actually got that job through Second Day, and during that time, she supported and spearheaded a variety of projects, including shaping a national foundation strategy around equity, which is pretty amazing. She graduated with a Bachelor's of Arts in Government in 2020 from Georgetown, which makes her a double Hoya, and the first woman in her family to receive a BA. Throughout undergrad, uh, she interned and volunteered for various mission-driven organizations, including the Council for Opportunity in Education, the House of Representatives, and, as I mentioned, she was also part of Second Day's first-ever cohort. Ashley also is a member of the Second Day family and was matched to Bell Creek Consulting, and she's still a social impact consultant with the firm. She wears many, many hats at Bell Creek from analyst to project manager to junior director of local policy support and has worked across a variety of projects, including strategy development and grant making support for a national philanthropy focused on economic mobility and supporting the deputy mayor of a major U.S. city in development of the city's Workforce Recovery Strategy to Leverage the Influx of Federal Stimulus Funding. So, I mean, not small projects that either of them have been working on. Ashley has been working at Bell Creek for a year and a half following graduation, and of course, her being a part of the inaugural Second Day Cohort Program. She graduated from Rice with a degree in public health and psychological science, where she developed her interest in the social determinants of health, systems-level solution, and a passion for community engagement and social justice. When she's not working, you can find Ashley exploring local restaurants and coffee shops in DC, rock climbing, and looking for new opportunities to volunteer with organizations supporting queer and trans youth. So we have a lot to talk about. We're gonna dig into all of these different things that I barely touched on in their intros, but I'm really, really pleased to welcome Lupe and Ashley. All right. So let's just jump right in. So Lupe, Ashley, thank you again for being here. I'm so, so excited to chat with you about sort of what you've been up to since I met y'all three years ago, almost now, something crazy like that. feels like yesterday it was not. So I'd love to start with Lupe. I'd love to hear sort of what drew you to second day at that time as a senior at Georgetown, what was in your head of what you wanted in social impact and what made you want to be a part of the second day community?
0: Yeah, so I think I've always just been drawn to social impact. I knew, like, since I was a senior in high school, that I wanted to pursue a career in social impact, but didn't know exactly what that meant. Just like coming, growing up in like a low-income community, and also I'm a daughter of immigrants. My parents immigrated from Mexico, and they didn't speak any English. And just knowing that I wanted to be a voice for those that can't use their voice is something that motivates me. And at the time that when I was graduating from high school, I thought that was through policy. So that's how I ended up like 2000 miles away from my home at Georgetown, a PWI, which is a predominantly white institution to study government because it was also located in D.C. where there's like the hub of all types of government and ended up interning for my congresswoman to see how they dealt with issues in my community and even though i had these experiences like working at a nonprofit and also interning with my congresswoman i had no idea of how to start a social impact career and then senior year lupe stumbled upon second day at the career fair and i actually met you there and that's when i i heard your second day pitch You had mentioned it was new and it was a work in progress a bit, but I just knew that I needed more support in terms of trying to kick off my my social impact career that my career services couldn't give to me.
1: Yeah, I remember that career fair. And it's funny, Ashley, I'm going to let you answer too, but I did both the Rice Career Fair and the Georgetown Career Fair. And Ashley, maybe this kind of reflects a bit of your experience, but I remember at Georgetown, they had us grouped by industry. So I was with all the other nonprofits. So it was easier for people to find us versus at Rice, they put me alphabetical. So I was next to Schlumberger. So no one could find me at the career fair. And it was really indicative of like, the types of industries that are really prominent at a place like rice. I don't know if that sort of reflects what you experienced when you were there, Ashley, but same question. What sort of drew you to second day and what were you looking for at that time in social impact?
2: So I think uh, I had a kind of similar experience to Lupe, especially like senior year. I, I always knew that I wanted to do something in social impact and, I wasn't quite sure what that should be, but, you know, the whole time kind of growing up as I was thinking about what I wanted to be when I grew up, really kind of focusing on kind of social impact as kind of my first criteria for like what kind of job I wanted to do. Went through a bunch of ideas, but I was really drawn to kind of the health space. Uh, And so that started kind of in in middle and high school as I was kind of like learning more about myself, kind of experiences with friends and family as kind of a a queer woman growing up in a small town, like really trying to like find my community and like being able to invest in kind of my own kind of physical and mental health was kind of really important to me during that time. And so I was like, okay, I wanna do, you know, something in health. I wanna help people, maybe like be a doctor or like a psychologist. And so kind of went into college with that mindset of being kind of a traditional kind of pre-med path and quickly realized that after my first Public health course. Um, yeah, I was kind of trying a lot of things freshman year. I took out public health course and started to learn more about this like population community level perspective. And so I was really drawn to this this idea of kind of like systems level thinking and systems level solutions. And as I kind of continued on through undergrad, doing kind of internships with nonprofits um, and moving into senior year, I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? So my first couple of ideas were going into a nonprofit in public health, going to grad school, getting my master's in public health, doing kind of those more traditional things, doing Peace Corps, AmeriCorps. So those were the, the kinds of opportunities I was looking at which were all really exciting. And then also kind of stumbled upon second day through my college at at Rice. And I was really, really interested in the idea of understanding the social impact ecosystem in, in more detail and and really what the kind of breadth of options were. And so, you know, joined the fellowship and I, I think it, it just did like absolute wonders for like my understanding of of the space and like all of the different opportunities that were available to me. And so really thinking about how I could apply my background in public health, thinking about kind of social determinants, thinking about these system solutions in new ways and to new kinds of problems, which is really exciting.
1: Yeah. I mean, you both were troopers as we were sort of figuring out this startup ourselves, really piecing it together that first year, and then we were all impacted by COVID. So we really went through that whole journey together. But uh, second day, sort of connected both of you to Bell Creek Consulting, which is sort of a lot of what our conversation will be about and your experience there. Both of you mentioned kind of very different things. So systems level change in healthcare, policy, those were sort of the things that have been on your radar for a long time. So what made you kind of take the jump into the Bell Creek Consulting opportunity that came through second day? And what was it like, just like being a senior or an, a recent grad working in a consulting space what were some of the things that you sort of felt in the beginning like what had you really excited when you started what had you maybe a little bit intimidated when you started i'd love to sort of hear what that was like for you so yeah so when i first
0: um read about the opportunity um from phil I remember thinking, wow, this sounds like an amazing opportunity. And it was just not because of the type of work we would have been doing, but also because of that offer about mentorship and job search support, which I needed as a senior because I didn't really take advantage of Georgetown Career Services. But I also, the few times that I did, didn't feel that I was getting the support I needed. So I was looking for that. And I remember applying and thinking, I don't know anything about consulting. I had never met or talked to a consultant before. Uh, And I just was just drawn by the way they were describing social impact and economic mobility. And the type of clients they worked with were clients that I have interned for. So like nonprofit, I interned for this nonprofit that was dedicated to education. And then with my congresswoman in the House of Representatives, and just knowing that I had experience there and that I felt that I could offer that to Bell Creek, which is why I ended up um, applying and was very surprised to have ended up getting called back. I think I kind of underestimated my abilities, and I think that was something that I struggled with throughout my time there, um, which is how I ended up now as a master's student um, here at Georgetown. So yeah, so I think not knowing anything about consulting and then ended up working with some really cool clients doing cool work is what has really set me on my path now. Like I don't feel as senior year Lupe who didn't know what type of impact she wanted to have. I have a clearer picture, but want to continue exploring that that intersection between business and social impact.
2: I have, I have like a very distinct memory of like also getting the like email in my inbox from Phil and reading it and being like, wow, this is like a really interesting opportunity. And so I, I it, it's almost like applying a little bit on the, uh, like a whim or like just like a, like an informational interview, you know, I was like really just interested to hear um, a little bit more about the the company and the kind of the work that they were doing and um, i was really drawn in by some of those initial conversations that i had with our bell creek leadership team um, hearing about kind of the clients that they were working with the problems that they were were working on were just so interesting and so kind of new to me in a, in a way particularly in like the domain like thinking about economic mobility and opportunity as in education, as well as the kind of industry or institution that they were supporting. So, you know, a lot of our work is with a large U.S. philanthropies. And so I had absolutely like no experience or expertise in those particular ways or particular kind of pieces. But uh, I thought that it would be really interesting to apply, again, that kind of like thinking about economic mobility as a social determinant of health. Also being able to apply kind of my my experiences with um interning at nonprofits, which are, you know, often the grantees of these kind of uh, large philanthropies. and being able to see it kind of from that thirty thousand foot perspective in a way was really interesting. I remember my first couple of projects and being like, this is like a totally new way of thinking and approaching problems that is exciting to learn about, but like I've just never I've never really done before. And wrapping your head around kind of philanthropic strategy and, change management and like all of these moving pieces and like relationships with with people was really challenging, um, but in like the most kind of exciting and learning and professional development kind of way.
0: Yeah. So yeah, just thinking back to my first couple of projects as well, I think I had to remind myself that we were working with consultants that have been in the industry for 10 plus years and who have worked at McKinsey. Um, and it was just reminding myself that this is new to us uh, was really important throughout my time there. And also I remember thinking I'm working on projects that clients are concerned about and there's like money involved. So that was really scary. I think compared to like my past experiences where I interned, it was more of like front desk stuff or duties like that. And then, but now I'm being thrown in strategy conversations and, Yeah, that was that was pretty difficult at first, but then really came to love it. So,
1: yeah, I think a few things really stood out as you both were talking, which I think is really interesting. So one thing you both said that I've we've talked about um, in our first episode with Tori, which is when you're having initial conversations with a company or an organization, the vibes that you get from like the people you're talking to, the way they talk about social impact, the way that they act with you are really Important indicators of sort of what the culture of that organization is going to be. We often focus on like scripting the perfect interview questions, but just like trust your gut about how someone is interacting with you and if the things that they are saying align with your values and your worldview. And I think that that's that's just one thing I want to kind of reiterate that you both said. And then the other thing you both mentioned was that you had like no experience in consulting. Obviously because this opportunity was sent through second day. So there was like a little bit more of a personal connection. It wasn't just on like Indeed or something like that. So I acknowledge that makes a little bit different, but if you had no consulting experience, obviously you still impressed them, right? So I'm thinking of the listener who maybe has been like looking at a certain job online and they're like, I don't feel like I'm qualified, but I'm really interested. And I like want to put myself out there, but I really don't know what to do. I don't know if you can speak to why you think Bell Creek was excited about you. How did you position your previous experiences in those initial conversations? Um, And as you were getting started, like what advice would you pass on to someone who's sort of in that in-between spot and like afraid to kind of just go for it?
2: It's such a good question. And I think... In some of those initial, Mariam, I think like your your point on the importance of those initial conversations and like really understanding and kind of like getting a feel for like company culture and like what this job would really be like uh, is is super important. Um, and I think in those conversations, being able to ask those questions was really helpful to me in kind of scoping out the opportunity and seeing how I how I could apply kind of my my background. And so I think a lot of the internships and kind of experiences I had in like working on particular types of projects, like working in nonprofits and collaborating with others was really where I focused on kind of leveraging my past experiences and and how I could apply it to consulting. I think in a way, consulting is, it's like a nice entry point because you really can apply a lot of transferable skills. um, And it's really just about being able to, to tell that story. And so part of my story was, being able to apply my kind of unique background in in public health to look at an issue in terms of not just kind of one causal factor, right? You're thinking you have to think about kind of the the whole ecosystem of things that can affect a person's health, a person's um, economic opportunities, um, and so I think being able to apply my background in that way to the problems that they were starting to to think about with um, with their clients. Uh, was one way that I was
0: able to to kind of leverage that and,
2: and position myself for that kind of opportunity.
0: Sort of similar to Ashley, those initial conversations were really important. Well, not knowing anything about consulting, I don't think I asked the right questions in terms of trying to learn more about how Bell Creek worked more internally. Uh, it was more mostly about like, what type of projects have you worked on? Um, those type of questions. And it was like questions I had Googled because I was just unsure of what to ask. It was those initial conversations that really gave me insight into the type of team that they were. We always like talked about our different passions and interests and then just hearing a bit about their background is really what drew me and motivated me to continue through the process and then in terms of how i position myself i think i relied a lot on my if you're pursuing a social impact career you have to be passionate about it because social impact can be draining at times and if you're not passionate about it then it's not the right like career path for you so yeah it's just like relying on my passion about trying to support my communities for example like coming from a low income immigrant community, those are really important to me. And I think I reflected that in our conversations. And also, just like showing that you're, you're willing to learn and that you're excited to take on different things that you've never done before. So just having that entrepreneurial spirit is what helped me position myself, I guess, now thinking back.
1: But yeah. I think that I want to kind of stay on this point for a second of culture and identifying. So if a place is the right fit for you uh, and Lupe, I'll stay with you. Cause we had this conversation a few days ago, but often the social impact consulting space and social impact space in general is a really homogenous space. And I think that it's something that second day obviously is really passionate about. That's a lot of sort of why our model is the way that our model is, but curious sort of like what, was something you wish you had known going into the social impact space or into the nonprofit consulting space? And what advice would you give for like a non-white young person who wants to come into this space? You mentioned like asking the right questions. What are some of the questions you're asking now to kind of identify if a culture is the right fit for you? Wondering if you're willing to speak a little bit about that journey for yourself.
0: I think I w- wish I would have known exactly that, that it can be a homogenous space. Uh, I think I just came in blindly, but it was because I knew that I was passionate about the issues from my community. So like that's that's what continues to drive me. And so at Bell Creek, I kind of like noticed that as well. And something that really helped me was having everyday conversations with them in terms of trying to get to know them and also finding those points of where we can connect, I think was really important to me. Like I said, I also come from from a primarily person of color community. And then I was at Georgetown, which was a PWI, where I would look up and sometimes be the only student of color in that classroom. So it wasn't super surprising, but it it can be difficult at first. But just like making sure that you know that you're in a team where your thoughts are being um, heard and valued um, was really important, which I felt throughout my time at Bell Creek. And that's why I I stayed so long. I stayed, I think, a year and a half. And that's why I don't feel discouraged now, because I know that there are other teams like that in this space. So that's why I'm here um, and want to continue that path.
1: No, I appreciate that. And I think that mentorship and having those points of connection, I think, is really important, particularly
2: like exploring how open kind of leadership is to new ideas and kind of new initiatives was something that I think that that was like a really positive and important sign their willingness and like excitement around like supporting kind of junior members and like taking on new initiatives like Lupe did an amazing amazing job and I, I hope she'll talk about it like, leading a lot of our kind of internal like organizational equity training and learning initiatives and like organizing these team-wide trainings and like discussions and it was just like absolutely fantastic and so I think Like, in in addition, some of those kind of questions you can ask are kind of around that, how open leadership is to kind of new ideas and kind of new perspectives and ways of thinking from junior members.
1: Yeah, Lupe, I'd love to hear a little bit about this project that you led. Um, Tell us about it.
0: Yeah, so I think it initially started, like Ashley said, that their willingness to be open um, and also allowing the junior team members pursue, like, their interests One of my first projects at Bell Creek was doing this undocumented workers project for one of our philanthropic clients. And it was just that they hadn't done or didn't have a lot of background information on the population. And my project was about learning more about the population, but ways that our client can impact that population was really cool. I know that after during my time there, there was also the the George Floyd protests. So that just also reinvigorated everyone around racial equity. And then also um, one of our philanthropic clients was working on this equity strategy. So I was a big part in building like the background for that. And through that background, we were, I think there was like an appetite around the team about trying to better learn, about or building our like racial equity capabilities so I I took the lead on that and well Ashley also helped with that and yeah we were able to take some trainings together which like I said really helped with building those personal connections and just knowing that the team is willing to learn more especially together and it wasn't about like just having team members go do their own research it was about us learning together as a team and having those like conversations was really important. It was like one of my last projects as well, when we really like sat down together, um, well, virtually, and we had like a just trying to find different ways of how Valkyrie can improve around racial equity. So yeah, so that's what I've been working on. And Ashley has now taken the lead on that after I left. Um, So yeah.
2: Lupe provided
0: like a amazing, like foundation and base of knowledge and trainings
2: and resources and toolkits and and all of those good things. So incredibly grateful for all the work that
1: you did to launch us on that path. I mean, I'm so struck by the fact that I want to remind our listeners that y'all are class of 2020, like you are (laughs) not even two years (laughs) away from like when you graduated and the amount of room that Bell Creek gives you to work on the things that you care about, to grow, providing you with training and mentorship is incredibly striking. And what's really cool is Ashley, you are now actually two years later, helping us kind of expand our partnership with Bell Creek and placing even more impact fellows at Bell Creek, really creating a even more custom mentorship and training experience for them within the space which is just, it's cool to see how that's developed. And to your point, I think Bell Creek definitely has a culture of that openness and wanting to try new things and like really investing in its people. So definitely just something for people to think about as they are themselves interviewing places and trying to identify places to work at it. The kind of things that y'all have been able to take on within two years is just amazing. So Ashley, is that part of why you stayed on? What for you kind of coming on, 2 years at Bell Creek has kept you there and sort of what kind of skills are you hoping to kind of continue to build at Bell Creek? It's
2: so <laughs> it's hard to believe so much time has passed, but it also feels like just yesterday that we were graduating. So it, it it it's very hard to believe, but it's been it's been so rewarding to continue to to work with Bell Creek and finding new ways to always finding new ways to kind of grow and develop. So when I was thinking about continuing to to stay on with Bell Creek and kind of weighing different options, i realized that I, I i feel like i just had so much still left to learn um you know as an intern you you really start with these kind of bite-sized projects like really specific kind of narrow pieces of analysis and then you move on to like you know you're you're like taking a little bit more ownership of like the project overall and i, I was just getting into I and mean, i was kind of making my decision really starting to understand kind of whole streams of work and like i was really starting to engage with the clients in a in a kind of deep and and meaningful way, and so I just felt like I had so much left to learn, so much left to learn from like my like fellow team members at Bell Creek, and also from our clients, which is really exciting. There was also a particular opportunity that I had, also speaking to Bell Creek's openness to new ideas and and projects and things of that sort but I had the opportunity to kind of shape up and lead work with a new client in local government. And this was something I was really looking for kind of in my professional development experiences, um, moving through undergrad, going into consulting, Um, a lot of conversations we actually had in in some of our second day meetings as well. Um, I was really interested in exploring kind of the public sector and, and thinking about policy as a kind of systems level lever that I could potentially like have an interest in influencing. And so I was really excited about kind of looking at these experiences in local government and had the opportunity to to shape up this work that I'm doing now with the deputy mayor in a major U.S. city uh, focused on workforce strategy, which has been just so amazing. And now a focus of mine over the past kind of couple of months and, and moving forward has been on how to best leverage resources beyond myself in advancing a project or strategy. And so this is kind of working, uh, providing mentorship with the fellows and doing some kind of project management, figuring out how to best leverage other people on my team and and where we need to get input to kind of move a strategy forward. And also thinking about how to to work with kind of outside experts and and when that's necessary, or it's always, always beneficial when it's necessary um, and and how to kind of shape up shape up those types of projects.
1: And it's funny, I'm having like flashbacks to many phone calls two years ago of like when the the decision was like, Do you continue at Bell Creek or do you I think there was actually another offer on the table at that time and we had a lot of existential conversations <laughs> about it. <laughs> and I think it's it's really cool to see. I think one thing that people can learn from like the conversations we had and sort of how your experience played out is When you were talking to Bell Creek about sort of what you were feeling and what you were trying to balance in your career, they really came back with something that would interest you and say, like, we really care about you and your growth. And here's exactly laid out how you will get to work on the things that you care about and what your growth will look like. So, Mm -hmm. another, I think, important lesson for people who are. Early in their careers, whether it's like in social impact, not in social impact, arguably like in any career, if someone wants to keep you, like make them show you, make them write it down, like really prove to you, like, here is how we are going to invest in you as a person. And obviously Bell Creek being a smaller operation, being a con- like consulting firm, like the things that they can do are a little bit different than a typical, like large corporation potentially could at the end of the day, it's important to know your own worth and have, someone really matched that both in terms of like money, of course, but also the career path you're interested in. And I think that's something that's really struck me throughout this conversation about your journey, Ashley, is just like remembering where you were and how you've been able to kind of design a career that aligns with a lot of the things you're interested in and has also kind of expanded your world, which I don't know if that resonates, but that's sort of how I've interpreted a lot of what you've been talking about today.
2: No, absolutely. That, that definitely resonates. And I think, you know, we're so, so fortunate to (laughs) have kind of like stumbled in almost to this, this opportunity.
1: Um, And Lupe, you know, I, and actually people ask me about my take on grad school all the time, but I'm going to let you kind of give your take first. Based on like what we've talked about, you sort of identified gaps in your own knowledge when you were at Bell Creek and decided that for you as a person, like the way you wanted to fill those gaps was to just like step back and go back to school for a little bit and intentionally Build some of those things in the classroom. So, talk to me a little bit about what that decision process was like. And specifically, if you can share the kind of masters that you're getting, which is not a typical like MBA, MPP, MPH, which we talked about in our last episode. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing and why you decided that, like, in the classroom learning was the right solution for you.
0: Yeah. So, I'm going to backtrack a little bit to senior year Lupe, who thought she was going to end up doing law school because I was. A government major. I had interned at the Hill that's basically like the steps to going to law school here at Georgetown and was sitting and taking this constitutional law class spring semester of my senior year and realized that I would be a terrible lawyer. Just kidding. I realized that I would not have enjoyed it. Something that I really appreciate about consulting is how creative someone could be in like terms of there's less like structure to things. I kind of like the being able to go in with like, just like go in without being an expert and then become an expert on something. And, and just like rotating projects is something that I think I really enjoy and really want right now early in my career. So yeah, so very fortunate to have come across consulting through Bell Creek, because I think in another organization, it would not, I would not have continued it because of all the support that that Bell Creek has given us. So, yeah, so I have worked, I was working on some projects that dealt with data during my time at Balkriek, some a couple of months before I decided to do a master's degree. And then I realized how I really enjoyed watching some of my colleagues or team members really like look at data and pick out insights and be able to like just mash together two like data sets and then be able to tell a story with it and for me I think I felt limited in that and that like I couldn't like look at data and like I'm not a very quantitative person or numbers scare me a bit and then just kind of felt limited in that way and I had heard of the Master's of Science and Management program here at Georgetown a couple of years before when I was a senior and didn't want to do a master's degree right after I graduated because I wasn't sure what career path I wanted to take and didn't want to just do school because it was going to be a safe option. Because at this point now, grad school is really time and money because I had a lot of scholarship support during my undergrad. But now you don't get that as a master's student. Uh, So it was, I had to be really sure that this is something that I wanted to do. Um, And something that drew me to this master's of science and management was that it would allow me to continue like building those consulting skills like we're actually we'll get to work on this like global consulting project. Hopefully, I'll be able to go to Singapore in March and be able to present our our project to, to a client. Something else that drew me to this program was some of their emphasis on really building those soft skills as well. I've always hated public speaking, and there's like a public speaking component to it. And it was our leadership of communication class that really helped me think more deeply about my relationships. And also the way I present myself at work and especially with like teamwork and teamwork is a really important thing not even in consulting but just in the workplace in general like internships I feel like gave me that false like view of like what working is because you were very solitary and then I was thrown in with this team and had to really think about more of like thinking out loud instead of internally, which was something that I still struggle with. But through this program, I've been able to that's been able to help me. So yeah, such so as knowing that I wanted to build more of that my quantitative skills. And also, I felt that I wanted more of a business background. I've come from, I did a government degree, so very social sciencey. And then in consulting, you don't necessarily have to come from business school. And for me, I think I wanted to have just like that bit. So that's why this program is 10 months, and it's essentially the first year of an MBA. So all business classes, but just gives you that foundation. And I remember I was doing this project where I was helping lead this grant of like $3 million and couldn't conceptualize $3 million or how to like, cost breakdown, like the, yeah, it was, I just struggled a lot with that and felt limited. So I think I was willing to sacrifice 10 months early in my career to really get, get those skills that I think will help me be a better, not a consultant, but also be more equipped in the workplace.
1: I have so many things I want to add to that. The big thing I want to call out is that go to grad school with intentionality because it is time and money. So I like really want to emphasize that point. This is an amazing conversation and I kind of want to close on two separate questions. One for Lupe, one for Ashley. So Lupe, I'll just, I'll start with you. You know, you've talked a lot about wanting to serve your community and that's sort of what really drove you to this space initially. And then you also talked a lot about data sets and sort of like uh, Ashley used the phrase 30,000 foot view, there can be sometimes like a little bit of, you know, distance between a community served and the consultant. So I'm curious in your mind, how do you balance that? How do you continue to serve the community that you initially were like, this is the community I want to serve and be thinking in this business sense, how do you make sure you kind of stay connected to the people you want to stay connected to?
0: Yeah, I think something about consulting, I'm gonna start with with the con and then hopefully make it into a pro is that I feel that nonprofit consulting is more of like an intermediary. You don't get to work directly with like the people you want to impact. It's more through the organization, you're helping the organization impact these communities. And for me, it was like, like I mentioned, that first project I worked on about undocumented workers is really trying to like talk to your employer and see where your interests, so they didn't have that in mind. And it was a project that because I was interested in that they proposed that I I do. So just yeah, talking to your, if you're doing nonprofit consulting is like really talking to your employer about your interests, And then also looking at the type of clients they work with. So for example, it was through this philanthropic client that I was able to really work on this undocumented workers project. So yeah, just looking at the type of clients they work with, and also being transparent and emphasizing what you're interested in.
1: No, that's helpful. And then Ashley, feel free to tag on to that. But I think I'm going to ask a kind of similar question. As we you and I have just talked about, like you had this Sort of initial other idea of what kind of systems level impact you wanted to be thinking about and making working uh, in policy. So when you think about the kinds of pros of uh, working in social impact consulting and moving clients and not exclusively working on policy, what do you think you've really gained from that? And is that the lever you're still excited to to pull for the next couple of years when it comes to having the kind of impact that you're interested in?
2: I really enjoyed the kind of role and in, uh, in work at kind of as a consultant, working with different clients. And I think one way that I've been able to kind of maintain this kind of like both systems level thinking and thinking about how we can help clients and kind of support clients in kind of engaging the communities that, that they're serving. That's another way we're kind of acting as an intermediary and can use our role and lever to ensure that kind of lived experience and and the voices of, of residents and communities are incorporated into our client work and so we we've done a little bit of this kind of with our philanthropic clients like looking at building kind of their knowledge base of of the target population in thinking about like designing explicit strategies around racial equity in thinking about building kind of participatory grant making models where the folks kind of impacted by issues of economic mobility or or poverty are actually in a decision making role where they can use their voice to influence where funding goes. And so I think that that's that's another way that I have found still a lot of value in in being kind of that intermediary or or having that indirect lever is being able to help other organizations achieve that change. That is one thought. Uh, And the other in terms of thinking about consulting is kind of the path to impact I feel like I've I've learned a ton um, in being able to engage with different types of of clients, institutions, and ways of thinking, and been able to see those systems play out in different ways, which has been really really interesting. I always go back to like this idea of kind of direct service. Thinking about government or, or policy is a, a interesting lever that can, in theory, is like the best of kind of all of those worlds because you have the ability to to impact systems in a really meaningful way, and in theory you're directly like voted in and representative of your community and should be serving kind of the interests of the community. And so I, that's something that I'm I'm interested in exploring is working more directly in a local government or, or policy role.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're again, two years into your career you have a really long journey ahead of you. But I think it's really cool to see how you've jumped into a space that neither of you knew very well uh, when you started, that you've built so many skills. You took on like meaningful, transformative work, both with your clients, but also within your organization. And I can see how confident you both are and, you know, very clear on the things that you want and care about. And I think something that people can also learn from both of you is even if an opportunity doesn't seem like perfectly aligned in the beginning throw yourself at the opportunity, like see what's out there, ask the questions because you, you might be surprised. Every job can really teach you and and carry you forward in different ways. If you're willing to be open Um, And always checking in with yourself of like, am I on the path that I feel good about? What can I learn here? How can I grow here? And of course, working with, with good people who are invested in you as well, I think is really important. So I think, you know, not all consulting firms are as amazing as Bell Creek. I think Bell Creek is uniquely and wonderfully invested in its people. But I do think that there's a lot we can we can kind of learn. So thank you both again for all of your time. I mentioned it at the front of the episode, but uh, as usual, this is part one. We're going to do a quick part two where Lupe and Ashley will give more specific tactical advice if you are going into a social impact consulting interview, or you are looking to enter that space. So to access part two, go to the launchpad at launchpad.secondday.org. The link as always is in our show notes. If anybody here has questions or feedback or ideas for a second day for the podcast, for these two, whatever, feel free to email me at mariam at That's second day with two D's. Mariam is spelled M-A-R-I-A-M. But thank you both again. It's such a delight to talk to you. And I will talk to our listeners again in two weeks. <laughs> thank, thank you so much, Miriam. The Careers They Didn't Tell You About podcast is brought to you by Second Day, a 501c3 organization fighting to make social impact careers more accessible to all by dismantling inequitable talent pipelines into mission-driven industries. To learn more, go to secondday.org. I'd like to thank my producer, Fia Luongo, for her incredible work in making this episode possible. Music used in this podcast is titled Blessed Time by Ketza and can be found on the Free Music Archive under the Creative Commons license.